Welcome to the ProcureTech podcast, bringing insight and inspiration into how digital technology is shaping our profession. I'm your host, James Meads, tea drinker, expat, and definitely not your typical consultant. Yes, welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast. And we've got another vendor this week who's been recently nominated as one of the four cool vendors by Gartner. It seems to be a pure coincidence, and I promise you it is, having just done last week's episode with Kevin from Fair Market. But we've got another vendor that's very much getting recognition from some important players in the industry. And today we're going to be looking at the theme of spend analytics, but also how spend analytics can be combined with a really cool technology called process mining, which if you don't know what that is, we're going to drill into that in today's interview and have a little bit of a talk about how some of the more traditional spend cube type of IT solutions are starting to become a little bit more obsolete in these times and how the new wave of technology is really helping to shift the paradigm and make this more accessible and more intuitive intuitive and easier to use and identify opportunity than some of the more traditional first wave tools that were out there or still out there in the marketplace. So to have this conversation, I'm joined by Samia Karkan, founder and CEO of Scalu. They are a spend analytics and process mining solution based out of Dusseldorf in Germany. And if you've never been to Dusseldorf, then you're missing out on a treat because the local beer there called Alt is fantastic. The football team, not so much, but we'll bypass that one. So first of all, Samia, a very warm welcome to the show. Yes, James, thank you very much. And I would really want to thank you for organizing this amazing format and also to having me on your podcast. No, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm always really happy to get innovative solutions on here and, and learn a bit more about what you're doing. So in the realm of fairness, I asked Kevin when I interviewed him the same question. So first of all, congratulations on being nominated by Gartner as being a cool vendor. So in your opinion, what does make a vendor cool? In my opinion, we are contributing the value for our customer is uh, that we are using um, yeah, cutting-edge technology to uh, support the procurement um, organization. But I think it's very, very important also to not only use the technology, but to have really deep understanding of the uh, challenges, the problems in the organization. I think with this combination, uh, also with Fair Market and also Scalio, uh, we have a very deep understanding how we can support the, the organizations, especially procurement. Let's start off by asking, what's the difference between spend analysis and spend analytics? Because the words, at least in English, are very, very similar, but they're not one of the same. So maybe if you could just help the listeners understand the difference, and then we can dive a little bit more into the specifics of what Scalu can do. Yes, there's a very good uh, question. So the topic of spend analysis so itself is, I think, so quite normal and also very important for the most of organizations. So um, then to just analyze and understand in the old ages from the use in uh, Excel files uh, because the data complexity was not that huge and also 
the speed of uh, the global change was not that fast. And that's why it was okay to use those technologies to analyze the spend, the most suppliers and articles, etc. With the spend analytics, I think this is a, just a total new age where the organizations realize that they need a more sophisticated tool to do the analysis. So just an example, if there are organizations, um, they want to have an overview about the numbers of suppliers, they can also do it, um, uh, for example, with, uh, within Excel or within the ERP system. And that's for them, a lot of organizations okay. But um, if they really want to go deep and solutions and a very deep slice and dice function of the spend and the drill down function uh, for several ERP system and huge data complexity, then there's actually the new market of spend analytics. And here is a totally new field where some organizations are using business intelligence tools to do analysis to just to start there. But if they want to have a really sophisticated and more uh, best and breed solution, there's actually comes a place like uh, solutions like Scalu. So the difference then, if I'm summarizing this correctly, is that a spend analysis tool it may be able to display the data in an easy to understand format than an Excel file or an or an SAP report, but it's still not slicing and dicing and deep diving into the data to look at the different permutations. And it's probably also not going to be able to, to bring things together from different ERP systems that have maybe been inherited through, you know, firms that have acquired other companies through through growing and buying other companies and bringing them into the organization. Is, it, is that right? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's also very important to highlight the usability, right? Because there are so many different solutions that are really focused on technology. But as you mentioned, so in the beginning, it's uh, really to understand the, the problem of the user or of the department, how to support them. And normally they have so many different topics on their agenda. They need really an easy to use a solution with a great um, interface uh, with an intuitive approach that uh, everyone can use it uh, with their mobile with the tablet and very easy way this is very very important nowadays so that's the difference between spend analytics and spend analysis the next step and and this is a technology that i think is amazing in terms of its capability and and the level of data and information and insights that you can get through just a few clicks of a mouse so can you maybe explain to anyone that maybe hasn't come across it or doesn't really understand what it is what is process mining and how does that add benefits beyond the spend analytics yes um the topic itself of process optimization is also quite familiar for a lot of organizations they're using the business management processes where the, in the past they used the brown paper to analyze the processes but now it, they're using the technology or this approach with the process mining which everything is really data driven so you can really dig down in the process step and you can see uh, the connection between the process steps and the purchase order the invoice order how often was the price was changed and yeah, all the KPIs and all the steps, but related with the data. So you can really understand what's behind it. It's very transparent. And then new approach with new technologies like a process mining, it's a great tool to optimize the processes 
uh, not only on the brown paper, but really with the data. So what I'm understanding is then it's all about the machine or the program being able to do the heavy lifting to be able to provide insights that historically, if you're using Excel or if you're using a report from an ERP system, wouldn't have been there or they would have been there, but you just wouldn't have been able to see them so easily. And this is a common theme, Samia, that I come across when I interview executives from procure tech companies, whichever sort of niche of procurement topic they, they focus on. It's the same logic that, yes, the data can provide a lot of insights and can do a lot of the heavy lifting and save a huge amount of work for the user. But you still can't have people that don't understand what the data means yep. Yep. acting upon that. I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, often I think people think that these technology solutions are a, are a magic bullet that can help procurement departments just to employ lower qualified staff and, and save money through employee yep. costs. But that's not the case, is it? I mean, the human knowledge still needs to be able to interpret and act upon this data. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. And I think um, there's a one uh, great analogy also in sales that uh, um, if the sales organizations want to improve uh, their revenues, normally they buy a new CRM system. So, but actually the new CRM system doesn't make that all is just another tool, but actually they, they have to develop the person, this, all the sales force to do a better job. That's also very, very important. And because what we regularly observe from a customer side is that they don't know how to do a lot of things. Uh, for just an example, uh, spend transparency, spend analytics, etc., is um, for most of the organization nothing new, but they're not even doing this, or sometimes they don't know also uh, how to use it to get the insights to do something because uh, the challenge is actually not um, the data, all the organizations have enough data but to get the right insights from the data. This is actually the key challenge for the most of the organizations. Exactly. And I think a great example, if we, if we take a specific example that I'm sort of very familiar with from work that I've done historically as well, continue to do, is that you've got all of this really great spend analytics that's presented in an extremely user-friendly and visual format and which enables you then to look at different areas to to drill down into the data and look for anomalies or areas that are outliers to be able to then interrogate that and, and drive savings. But what it won't do, or what I assume it won't do, it doesn't identify how much of the spend is under contract or is addressable or is ready to be tendered and negotiated or, or is with monopoly vendors because all of that information is or should be with, with the buyer. You know, and, and in an immature procurement function, it may not be. It may be with maintenance or engineering or operations or, or marketing or you know, whoever's managing that spend. But what a machine won't tell you is it will highlight where the opportunities may be. But as you said, to be able to then interpret that data and run with it and deliver results, procurement can't work in a silo. So walk me through when a customer gets this tool, what are the qualities or what are the, what are the must-haves that as an organization or as a procurement department need to be in place to get the most from it? 
I think the easiest way is uh, if you just put the um, and the question in this following analogy: If the procurement manager is, for example, the captain of the ship, so the, the captain needs uh, to have the leadership skills, the knowledge about uh, the ocean, have definitely a map, a compass, and also a target, right? If you're just assuming for one second that this captain with great leadership skills, uh, knowledge about the ocean, this person has no map or no compass, but a target. So where would this captain would go? Whereas uh, his ship is drifting normally nowhere, right? Because you don't know where and how to do it. And this is, I think, um, the great challenge for the most of the organizations that they have a great people in the organization, but they need actually the map and a compass and they, they don't need a better ship. Sometimes organizations are spending money in new technologies and in this case a new ship doesn't what uh, solve the problem so actually they need the compass and also the map here's actually the the add-on for the procurement department we are providing our customers this compass and the map to uh, support them to reach their targets and the great combination also with you james is uh, for example we are providing the transparency about the monetary part and also the process part But sometimes organizations um, also need the operative support, how to do it. They need the experts like you with the experience from different industries and actually with the, with the practical knowledge how to do the things. And here's a great combination why we need also your support. This type of technology would um, be in just an add-on for all the management consultancies like you. So just a quick interlude before we move on with the rest of the podcast, just to say that if you are a procurement leader or a finance leader in a manufacturing company and you're struggling to get to grips with your spend or you just maybe need an extra pair of hands to resolve a specific issue and drive some bottom line results, just drop me a connection request on LinkedIn or just ping me an email to info at jamesmeadsconsulting.com or just follow the link in the show notes to book a free 30-minute initial call with me so as I can learn more about your business and what I can do to help you. So now let's jump right back into the interview. And I love that analogy that you've given of, of, of the ship, the, the captain uh, and, and the map or the compass because to have a successful procurement department that uses technology and is able then to utilize it to drive benefits. You need to have the people, you need to have the processes, and you need to have the tools. And usually, especially especially if you go into sort of more mid-sized companies, there's usually one out of those three missing. And even in bigger companies to some extent, but that's often driven by just the sheer amount of data when you get into the big companies. They usually have the right people and the right processes. They just don't have the data in a lot of cases. But It's kind of a different problem depending on the size of business and the maturity of procurement function. And I, and I love how you put that together in uh, with the map or compass as the, as the insights, the, the ship as the technological solution or the, the departmental structure and, and the captain as being ultimately the, the leader of the, of the department or the person that's setting the objectives. <laughs> I'll probably use that myself, actually. Your client base, as I understand, is generally more mid-sized manufacturing companies 
Could you explain why you went after that market niche? And I think that's a really good question going back to the answer that you gave to the last one, because I think this really focuses on the the captain, the ship and the compass analogy. Yes, so we are uh, supporting the captains of uh, the procurement manager for the mid-size yeah, companies, but sometimes also uh, corporates, but we are more focused on mid-size company. Our client base is actually very diverse, so our solution is um, it's place in automotive industry, engineering companies, electronic producers, energy suppliers in a quite wide range. And actually, when all the technology providers are honest to themselves, that the customer never really want to buy those technologies, right? That they want to have a solution to address a specific topic to get that the results. And actually, they are focusing to, to do the better shop. And also for the CFO, I think it's also very important from all our clients to show this um, person where is actually the return investment on a monetary perspective, but also on a qualitative perspective to convince them. That's why, because we have the management consultancy background, we also conducted um, uh, supply chain management projects also for private equity companies. We know really what the pain points of those industries of the customers are. And we are addressing this with um, our solution. But this is just the first step. Afterwards, they need the operative support. And here we need um, also support from a specialist like you, James. Thank you. I would be happy to, <laughs> to jump in and offer any support to any of your clients if they're looking for someone to actually make sense of what all of this data tells you because that's really what i what i focus on in what i do so can this just be used in manufacturing companies or or can it also be used in professional services firms i mean i'm thinking specifically especially when i put my british hat on the uk economy is very much driven by you know financial services and banking especially in london uh, and a lot of procurement consultancy in the uk is focused around that area so could it also be used for that type of spend too? Absolutely. Because in, um, in this sector, they have a different challenges. On the one hand, uh, normally they don't have an orders, they don't have to place any orders, or they don't have article numbers, something like that. That's why uh, the most of the services are contract-based or just invoice-based. That's it. <laughs> and um, here it's very important to get also transparency there to just to have an overview about all the contracts, about the spend development, about the services. And here we're also supporting. Uh, for example, uh, one of our customers in the automotive sector, they have direct and indirect spend. And for the indirect spend, uh, we, we just gave them in a huge transparency, which I never had so before because um, there was a some part was managed by the procurement, some parts of the other department. So actually the whole uh, maverick buying topic to just really analyzing this for the customers and then also showing them, okay, that actually 30% of their whole procurement volume is uh, on a maverick area. Are you aware of this part? And these are actually the suppliers and these are actually the contracts and to just also bring transparency also there. So that's why it's a definitely also a great approach also for professional services to increase the transparency there. That's a great insight because in manufacturing companies, a lot of spend 
has a material number and you can look at last price paid and there is some master data residing behind that spend to be able to understand what you're buying and what the specification is but on services spend and and also on on sort of non-materialized or free text order spend which is you know particularly popular on things like MRO you don't have that level of data behind what it is you're buying so that's that that's a great insight because services particularly whether that's in a services business or in a or in a manufacturing business that is purchasing services as part of what they do that often is where maverick spend or where transparency is a real issue because you're highly dependent on the description on the purchase order and you often don't have much to compare it against so if 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 there's ma- if you identified 30% of maverick spend it a it doesn't surprise me but b i guess maybe we can drill down into that a little bit more what what steps did did you or did the client or the consultant that was doing that transformation i do perform to to identify where that maverick spend was and how did scalu help them do it as the first step where then the customer especially this automotive customer had a great benefit was that uh, they had the several ERP systems to just have uh, one solution to analyze the total spend across the, all the ERP systems. That was a huge benefit there because we just addressed several topics there. It's not just um, to put all the data in, in one basket. We just showed them that uh, the link between the suppliers and also the, uh, the order, good de- delivery and invoice was not always consistent within one ERP system. And then to just to show them this um, challenge, but also highlight them, okay, here are the same suppliers within your two ERP systems, like, for example, uh, DHL, like for logistics or for CAP. You have uh, within this ERP system, A, for example, SAP, 10 times ACP and the second ERP system is, uh, for example, Yanavision or could be another one. Here you have actually five times DHL to just to consolidate these uh, suppliers within one ERP system. And on the group level is, I think, also a huge insight. So actually you have on the one ERP system 10, another one five. And if you're just combining this, it's actually you have, this is the, uh, the total spend of the supplier. I think this was a huge benefit there as a second benefit for them. And then, of course, um, and to just to show them, okay, uh, for, from this supplier, what is the, uh, the procurement volume increase compared to the last year, about 30%, 50%, 60%. They couldn't really address this topic because here's a huge, huge, huge potential to renegotiate maybe the contract or just to get uh, other benefits from the supplier or maybe to just to rearrange the services with the supplier. So that was also great transparency part, but there's also other operative benefits for them because um, they have to prepare a lot of negotiations there and to prepare the negotiation is always not that easy, especially if you have to collect the data from two ERP system is a huge pain for the organization. And with our solution, they can prepare the, uh, the data within seconds. That's why it was a great benefit there, not only for strategic negotiations, but also for the ad hoc negotiation where the supplier is calling the strategic 
procurement manager or the procurement manager to have questions. So actually with our solution, they can really immediately analyze that the question or the constellation and to get the answer. And the third part, the, trade, the third very, very important benefit was also there to get trust from the management. So now they have a, a one solution where all the data are stored, all the initiatives, their savings initiative, there's a common log a logic where uh, we explained them with the CFO, the management, also the procurement manager and the calculation logic is always the same. Now the procurement manager got the trust or a stronger or better trust from the management because now they can see, okay, uh, everything is really transparent. Actually, these are the three benefits there. The first one is uh, to just to get the data transparency. The second one is the consolidation, the optimization potential, the insights. And the third one is uh, to get the trust for the organization because all the procurement organization manager want to show uh, their value or maybe also to, to, to just display their benefits for the organization. But it's very challenging for them but here with our solution, we are supporting actually them to, to achieve the next level. Yeah. And it's actually a circle, isn't it? As soon as you have the data, you can build more trust because you can have fact-based discussions. And as soon as you can do that, you have more ability to persuade the stakeholder to do what you're trying to get them to do. And then when they see the results from it, that garners even further, it garners more trust and, and, and more cooperation it kind of then brings in a snowball effect. So I guess my last question before we sign off, with that kind of example or with what you're typically seeing out there, I mean, obviously this technology comes at a, comes at a price and especially if it's able to pull things from different ERP systems, that is a massive benefit. What do you normally see in terms of payback from the investment? Are, are, we, talking, are we talking a few months or is it years? We are providing our customer as a software as a service solution, so a ready-to-use application. We are providing uh, mainly the licenses for our customer. And uh, from the uh, return on investment perspective, all our clients reach their return on investment so within days or within weeks. That's wow. an amazing. <laughs> so we are not even talking about uh, several months, like a quarter or something like that, because we have... Uh, from the one side, uh, we are very, very fast to, to, to collect all the data with our ex, uh, extractors for the ERP system. So we have it here in high automatization there. And the second one is we predefine a set of analysis where we are going technically there in the data, analyzing savings potential there in the monetary perspective, but also in the process perspective there. And Afterwards, um, the, the procurement organization, they have to implement it, this, of course, but typically they will get it um, yeah, within yeah, a few days or a few weeks. So just to give you an example, where is a huge uh, leverage for a customer is uh, uh, we are analyzing uh, regularly uh, the input terms from our customers. For example, we are selecting the uh, GDP and then afterwards, we switch to another specific analysis and analyze on okay, care if there are any additional logistics costs there. So actually should not happen, right? But here is a special for the large, large organization, huge savings potential there. 
direct liquidity effects there because that there is a GDP and additional cost there. Sometimes very high six-digit figure there is just liquidity effect besides the other topics like a price increase and other topics. And um, here's also there's a great benefit there to get the immediate results also for the CFO, but also to get the, the return investment there. So both in terms of cash benefit, but then also in terms of identify, identification of savings opportunities, that's that's what you're saying comes in days or in weeks. But then I guess the, the implementation then obviously is going to take longer because you can't implement everything immediately upon upon finding it. Yeah. Yes, the data connection, et cetera, we can do it very fast, but the, the implementation of the initiatives, if they have the, the organization, have the capacity, they can, of course, do it by their own. But if they don't have the capacity, they need definitely support from specialists. Yeah, they, they need then external help, which is, yeah, yes. that's, that's what I do. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So finally, Samir, if anyone would like to learn more about this tool or would like to have a demonstration, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Our website is www.scalu.com or to, you can also uh, find my profile by LinkedIn is uh, Samir, S-A-M-I-R, Karkan. And uh, you can find me there. And if you are contacting me, we have a lot of content there. And we also can share this uh, knowledge also with you. And this great combination, what I would really like to highlight in the end is uh, we need um, professional uh, support like James to get uh, initiatives or to get the, the insights uh, implemented within the organizations because we are a tool, we are uplifting a lot, but the organizations need the, the support to implement the, um, the initiatives. And here we need definitely your support also. Thank you very much, Samir. And yes, indeed, it's um, the tool is one thing, but the implementation is the other. And whether that's because of not having the required resource or headcount to be able to do it, or even just not having the required in-house expertise, it's it's usually one or the other. There are a lot of good people out there, but I think even more so now, sort of post-COVID-19, budgets are tight and a lot of headcount and hiring has been slashed. So if you are able to invest in a tool like this, but just need somebody to help with the clarity and with the implementation. And hey, if anyone's listening to this that needs some help, just drop me a line or look at the show notes where you can also find Samia's contact details as well as mine. And I would be happy to help you. Samia, it's been an absolute pleasure. Love what you're doing. Keep doing your great webinars that you're doing on LinkedIn as well. And yeah, keep in touch. Yes, thank you very much also for James for organizing this format, for having me on the show. And uh, yes, let's continue to support the procurement organizations. So I hope that gave you a bit of an insight into how spend analysis has developed into spend analytics and what the difference is, and now how process mining is taking that data to a completely different level to enable you then to identify and really pinpoint those opportunities that are hidden in your spend data that you otherwise may not have been able to find. But as Samia says, it's not just about the tool. You also need the in-house expertise to be able to identify and act upon that and to bring the organization with you in terms of implementing the results. Take care, look after yourself, and I will speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the ProcureTech podcast. If you like the show, then please subscribe, or even better, 
why not write us a quick review on Apple Podcasts? It would not only really make my day, but it would also help our mission to enable procurement and finance leaders to become more data-driven through the power of digital transformation.